welcome to the transformation episode where tbb news transforms into the root working podcast my intro will now sound like this welcome to a root working podcast episode y'all it's motherfucking lit (laughs) nah real talk though um first episode and not even first episode so it's kind of weird to say that but like the first episode um that the podcast will now have had a different name change the first episode underneath that umbrella um I know y'all are like Sarah girl you keep making all the changes and all the changes I shall make okay because it's fun making changes and sifting and like allowing yourself to go through the creative process I think because so much of what we do is like publicized on social media, especially as an artist, it can be really easy to feel like the moment you share a thing with the public that it has to be finite or that it has to be in its final production stages or that it has to be finished or in its final draft. But I feel like, I don't know, we're always in like a rough draft state. And if, 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 our lives can or we I should say we can accept we can accept that our lives are always and forever will be in a rough draft it makes it really easy to shift and grow and be malleable to the things that are requested of you and honestly y'all to be like real and keeping it 100 I have wanted to change the name of the podcast for couple years the podcast is almost like three years old now almost so I think like at the top of this year or like midway in between like January and now I was like "Mm, I could change I kept thinking of what I wanted to be honestly y'all I was going to change it to I think it was like the black gaze g-a-z-e podcast but then there's a podcast named that, and it's like two women scholars who are engaging with um, probably critical conversations. I hadn't listened to the podcast. I just, whenever I think of a name for like an adventure or something that I'm going on an excursion, these, I mean, these podcasts really feel like adventures, but whenever I'm like trying to name something, I always do my research to see what is attached to that name. And honestly, the black box, uh, the black box period when I was trying to think of names or trying to listen for what the name should be, the black box is already a podcast. There's like the box podcast, the black box podcast, black box podcast. Like there's all these things, which is how the in the word news ended up getting tacked on. One, because like news simply means like new information or newfound information, something that isn't necessarily familiar to you. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, that works. That works, um, served me well, and also served me for in the time that the old logo um, was still alive and well. But then after retiring that podcast, I was like, okay, ooh, we're moving. Or I should say retiring that logo, that's what I mean. Retiring that logo, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, we are really, like, we're closer to the bag, closer to the bag change like performatively how the words were being presented on the page changing around the color um all of these things and after that I felt good I was like okay this is Gucci this is what's going to be but then like um for and that's just not even unfortunately but like (laughs) it's funny because the black box news 
and then and then changing it over even a little bit shifting it after shifting it I should say I felt freer in it but then for whatever reason the the, maybe it was the news part or the the way that my brain has shifted to like thinking about the like black boxes and black box theaters and outlines of black boxes. And I was like, wow, I felt like I had placed rules on myself that defined and determined what was a reputable content for each of my episodes um, I really enjoy talking to scholars. I really enjoy thinking critic. I mean, honestly, I think I think critically, professionally, there isn't a time where I'm not viewing something and not thinking critically, even if the thing or subject, um, uh, the subject of my viewing is myself. So, like, I'm always in a critically thinking space, a critical thinking space. But it was something about the name of the podcast that was sort of making me feel like I wasn't able to come to my own podcast and just talk. And y'all know I just love to talk. If you follow me on social media, it's like folks be like, "Mm, I'm curious about Sivra's opinion on this because I really be dropping opinions like about just anything. And so I didn't feel like I could come to my podcast about my critical opinions about the world around me. And it's like, "Mm, girl, the gag is that's what it's for. In addition to all the other things. Um, And also because like I'm I'm in this process of trying to be in process, (laughs) trying to not be polished. (laughs) Um, And if I've I've taken off the previous like old, old, old OG episodes just because they just don't serve my nowness anymore. But I think back um, into even just like the editing process, the editing process was so arduous, like it was so much. I was editing out the smallest of things. I hated to like the way breaths sounded and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, because I, I, I used to call them calculated clapbacks and in fact because I am who I am black woman black woman and scholar black woman scholar and creative black woman scholar creative and spiritualist um, black woman scholar creator spiritualist hoodoo like all of these things anything ultimately when anytime I speak all of these things are going to spew out and that ultimately is calculated because how long have I been doing this how long have I been in the game why is it that I feel the need to have a script or to really 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 like go over and almost have a performative um way of delivering language which that's beautiful and honestly those first few episodes have really helped my speaking strategies and my speaking skills and the way in which I drop into a tone that almost feels sermonic for me um it serves me especially well when I am doing presentations um my anxiety can sometimes have my shoulders into my ears but for whatever reason every time I step in front of people to speak I like settle into the the place that I needed to be in in order to deliver the language clearly and precisely. Um, 
without the sort of like shaking in your tone that can kind of happen when you're nervous to speak in front of people so it was helpful immensely immensely and it was helpful at that point in my time and in that point in time because that was my nowness um or thenness <laughs> but my nowness now requires um a lot more expansion and it's so beautiful um this podcast is sort of becoming this thing that sits right on like the periphery of my skin um to the point where I can now look to it as a uh what's the word a way to not a not like a marker but what's the word when you like evaluate there we go it's sort of like a, a mode of evaluation of like tracking, that's the word too. Tracking sort of my then and now, my past and present. Um, and can also help me understand like, you know, where I might be going in like the future. I'm really excited about this. Um, and so, yeah, so with that, I wanted to change the name just because I wanted to create a space um, uh, of expansion. So like, I don't know, it. let's say I talk to Jelly for a few weeks and then I want to have an intermission podcast where we just check in or I have some thoughts about this movie because y'all know that movie Nope is coming out and y'all know I'm going to have shit to say. Um, but you know, if I want to talk about that or if I want to talk about the fact that I'm just now getting into certain TV shows or um, anything, honestly, I just want to be able to have space for that. Because um, <laughs> also, I I don't want to tack it onto being a Virgo because, because I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily agree with the whole zodiac sign thing I think sometimes things are very much so correct about me but then there are other things as it pertains to being a Virgo but then there are other things that I'm like child that don't sound nothing like me that ain't got shit to do with me I don't know what Virgos y'all be you know checking out with but I will say that as a Virgo <laughs> that sometimes I end up placing like not even on purpose like but placing rules on me that I for whatever reason think I can't break and it's not even and 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 it kind of doubles as um or I should say disguises itself as discipline I I have an immense amount of discipline like when I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it um all it takes is a matter of me making the decision and it's done one of those I'm like one of those type of people so for me Sometimes I make a score and then I forget that I actually made up the score <laughs> or that I actually made up the rules and that rules are meant to be broken and I can change things sometimes. And so I kept feeling like the ways in which my podcast was existing performatively, a la name, marketing, structure, um, was hindering me from just coming on and talking. And honestly, most times, and I should say, like, the episodes that have the most, excuse me, I'm sitting here drinking water and I had to burp. <laughs> the episodes that have the most views or listeners, I should say, or downloads, that's what they call it. The episodes that have the most downloads are the ones where it's just me talking. And I love y'all for it. And it's probably because it's improv as fuck. 
And y'all know I really think in tabs. So like listening to me speak, you can really see that like the the mind of Sierra Ward is a very big TV, like massive fucking TV. And there are 90 tabs and I can link tabs to tabs to tabs and not get lost for the most part. Sometimes I do get lost, but not get lost for the most part. And that's just really how I think. Um I, I think in tangents, but I also think in synonyms. I also think in, like, my brain is a fucking thesaurus. Um, and so I just wanted to have a space where I could do that. But also, this, um, or I should say, also and in addition to, this podcast is really a place for me to practice what it means to be authentic and what it, what it means to come to the table authentically, um, even if you're the person making that table. Um, but also it's a practice of like, what does it mean to like uplift your voice and your nowness? Um, and that really, for me, requires a name that is all encompassing. So this is how we get to the root work in podcast. Um, it's funny because I've been using root work in language in my like artistic statements in my bios. I am really like steadfast in, um, pushing and challenging my audiences, um, artistic or otherwise, but also anytime you listen to me, I engage with you as an artistic audience, um, meaning you're engaging with my art. But um, I have always said that I am trying to challenge my audience to understand that when they view my work and any part of my work, that it's not to be made uh, or it's not to be spectacleized. That's the phrase. I don't, I hate becoming a spectacle um, in front of people. What I enjoy and what I prefer as an artist, as a black woman, as a scholar, as a creative, as a thinker, is that anytime you, you engage with my being, with my artistry, that you find yourself looking in a mirror. I don't want my art and my being to be um, a place where people can escape from themselves um, into who they think or what they think it means to be me um, and me and like the identities of me, like being a black woman, being a scholar, being a twin or an aunt or like whatever story I'm, I'm presenting or, or um, offering up. That's the word offering up. And so I kept saying, and I keep saying, and it's in my, it's in my artistic bios that I am trying to find ways in which I can um, challenge artists to engage with my art as a tool to, um, you know, what's the word, sift through and toil their own roots. What does it mean for you to look at this story of a black woman and say, okay, well, what is my responsibility in this? And then go up your history, go up your lineage of like, how, how are, um, how are we tethered? How are we intertwined? How does this perspective that I'm seeing right now reflect something that I see in my life every day? Um, I just don't believe that art, should be used as a tool for escapism that's just me and I know other people think differently I don't believe that um art for art's sake is a thing and so for me I am just mindful that anytime that you cross over into viewing me as a spectacle it now feels gross like I just don't like the way that makes my skin feel 
And so that's where the word, well, I should say a portion of the, the, the terminology root working for me comes from is that I'm really wanting people to work their own roots as they view me working my own roots. Um, my own roots being my own like personal things, right? Um, the things I go through in my daily life, um, also like shadow work, also tracking family history, also, um, figuring out why I do what I do and where that comes from, like those sorts of things. Like it's immensely, I, I, I guess the overall umbrella would honestly be shadow work. Um, and shadow work, not even just like in the negative, like, I like the color blue and who else like the color blue or um, I don't know, I like this very particular music. And then you find out that, oh, actually, like it's not just that your father played the trumpet. Your grandpa also liked big bands. You know, your grandpa on your other side played the drums like there are reasons why you are who you are um, and just figuring out those things and toiling with that. So I wanted a name that encompassed all of these things, but also encompassed my spirituality also encompassed race, also encompassed womanhood, also encompassed the kitchen, of course. Um, but also, I wanted a podcast. Well, I should say before I say that, I want I, I specifically wanted a podcast that would make space for me to engage with my spirituality and my spiritual practices if I so choose. Um, and if you know, you know, um, root working is also a spiritual healing practice um, and belonging to many people. But I'm specifically looking at the African-American um, spiritual practices steeped in hoodoo and ancestral veneration and um And what does it mean to heal with the earth? What does it mean to heal with herbs? All of these things. Um, This is something that I do in my own daily life. And so I wanted something that would be a mirror, right? If I'm asking you to look at my work as a mirror, I should also look to my own work and find some sort of mirror, some sort of looking glass, um, as opposed to trying to polish myself up um, to a point where I don't feel recognizable, which is what the black box news began to feel like. Um, so with all that being said, then the other reason why I changed my name is that I I wanted my podcast to be seen as a sign of safety for those who practice the spirituality that I do. Um, y'all know how when y'all be walking down the street. And you see that Black Lives Matter sign or that pride flag inside in white folks homes or whether they identify with these groups of people or not, whether they are black, whether they are LGBTQIA, you know, all of these, whether they're any of those groups of people, they always have all the flags because they want you to know that you're safe here. And so this the name change is also a, a strategy in a way in which people can see the name and say, oh, OK, she can. I could listen to her and trust that she is doing the work before she opens up her mouth. <laughs> which I do. (laughs) So with all of that, that's how we got the Root Working Podcast name. Um, And it honestly was just like a snap of a finger. I I was like, oh, this is it. 
this is it. This is it. Changed it. Made the logo so fast. Also, like, this podcast really helps my decision-making skills immensely. I make choices fairly quickly now, specifically as it pertains to, like, creative um, creative excursions. Um, and so, like, I remember when I first made the Black Box News podcast, like, logo, oh, my God, took me forever. Even the second one, the second one took me forever, it felt like. I mean, like, I made a decision on what it was going to look like um, quicker than I did the first one, but the second one even took me the longest. But this, this one took me about maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple hours, Um, so not very long, so... Now that you understand why we didn't change the name, I'm going to welcome you to the first Root Working episode, and we're going to get into this theme song. Tell me what it is, mm. I didn't see this coming, I didn't know nothing at all, yeah. There's something silent in, there's something silent in the air. Whoa, it looms, it looms, the truth is overdue. All right, y'all, so you already know what it is. This is the point in the podcast where we pass the motherfucking collection plate. And honestly, shout out to Dr. Chris Marsh for giving not just one but two donations two donations to support the podcast and let me tell you that single-handedly really helped me fund the beginning setup of a new mic dream world in this piece (laughs) i finally am like investing and trying to get new mics currently i i have a setup on the way with a new like mixing board, not new, a mixing board, because our girl ain't got a mixing board. Her hands and his computer is a mixing board. Okay, honey. I got a mixing board. I have one new mic, not two, one new mic. So what that means is, is solo episodes and intros and outros get the new mic. But the juice in between when Jelly and I are conversing or me and any other scholar conversing are going to sound the same. Um, until I can get a second mic, until I can get a second mic and then, you know, plug them up into the, um, the mixing board that I got. Cause what I don't want to do is annoy y'all with two completely different sounds. Um, this mic that I have is really good for solo speaking. Um, but I have some issues with it. Um, this mic don't know how to handle your girl's laugh. Um, (laughs) But this mic has really served me well that I have now. I have the Blue Yeti mic right now, um, and it will honestly be my travel mic. So anytime I am, like, not in my space but do want to record some things, you know, just know that it's a field recording, and that'll just be what it is. Um, Because my space that I record in is is soundproofed really well, the room is treated really well, um, and so why not get a mic that makes me sound that much better? And one that I actually paid for. I got this mic for free when I did a podcasting residency. Um, beautiful things, but moving on up. Um, so yeah, shout out to Dr. Chris Marsh for that. Um, again, there are many ways that you can donate. Patreon is now at Rootworking. 
working without the G, y'all. Come on, keep it black. Without the G. Um, we have tech offerings, buy me a book, which are two wish lists that are on Amazon. Uh, we have Cash App, which is the same. You have Cash Tag, Sierra Ward, Venmo, at Sierra Ward. And then the PayPal is at Root Working. Keep it black. Knock off the G, y'all. Root Working. I-N. Okay? All right. <laughs> Fun fact, y'all. As I was trying to buy these, like, um podcast set up i was trying to get a very particular mic that the, the lord had already told me baby girl that's not the mic that you want get this other mic and so my black ass was like well i'm gonna buy it off craigslist scam that nigga's a scammer is a scammer is a scammer and let me tell you what you don't do is scam somebody who was in touch okay on why the hell would you scam somebody who emailed you from a podcast email that says root working podcast? You ain't got a bit of damn sense, Donald Wilson. Cause I got friends on the other side. <laughs> I watched Princess of the Frog the other day, y'all. Ah! Oh my God. I just cannot believe it. But listen. Donna Wilson, if that's your name, your name in my shoe, honey, in my shoe. You tried it with the right one. Mm-hmm. All right, now, we gonna get a little bit more of our theme song, and then we finally gonna get to the girth of this episode, which is, oh, my God, drum roll, brrr, why I cut my hair, or I should say, what brought me to it, honey? It's overdue. Go on. Switch it up with no warning. Bottle it up now. All of your pain, you're tearing the pillars down only for your love to drown. I'm not gonna fix it now. Oh no, mm. go on, talk it up. Tell a story, tell it the way you want. I know you know the truth. Okay, so we gon' <laughs> we gon' get into the tea of why I cut my hair. Okay, um, who y'all have been locked for ten years this past April? And no, it wasn't intentional. Yes, I'm a dime, figuratively and literally. <laughs> but it was not intentional to cut my hair after my tenth year. Um, hmm. Honestly, honestly, I mean, hmm. There were a lot of reasons, I should say. Or maybe now that I think in hindsight, like after I've been calculating, um, not calculating, what's the word? Reflecting. There we go. After like reflecting on like my experience or the experiences I had been having with my locks, it makes kind of sense now. Um, but ultimately, I had a dream where I had a dream. 
<laughs> Y'all gonna be like, this girl's out of her mind. Um, but this is what it means to be me. I had a dream that Oya told me, girl, your hair is in the way of this work that I need you to do. <laughs> and um I I'm in the I'm in the process of making this work or I should say like in the what do they call it ideation stages I think that's how you say it um of this work um that I'm having to do that'll be performed later on this year and I've been trying to figure out like am I in the right place because this work has now taken on three stages um I'm I am my hands are kind of tied in the possibilities I should say or the possibilities that I had in my mind, like what I thought the work was going to be um, or where it was going to be, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so after having to propose what this piece will look like to collaborators, uh, uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm moving in the right direction. Sometimes while I do make um, swift decisions as it pertains to other things in my life when it comes to something that feels really big I struggle to feel as though I'm making the right decisions or I am honestly scared um I have a lot of fear in my heart of making the wrong decisions um and not being able to sustain the decision that I have made. Now, I firmly know and understand that this comes from almost having died three times um, and really being like, fuck, I made a wrong decision again. And that ended me here. Fuck, I made a wrong decision. I was with the wrong people. I was engaged with the wrong things, blah, blah, blah. The average person's like, they'll push that responsibility off of them and be like, no, it was this person's decisions that put me in harm's way. But that's just not how I think. Um, and so sometimes I can get really fearful that for me now, it's not really like death per se in this situation. Um, but I, I get very fearful that in the decisions that I've made, that if I make the wrong decisions, that it will stop me from becoming the person I said I was going to become before I came here, before I chose this vessel, which before I chose this family. And so sometimes I can get very shoulders into my ears about some decisions when I can feel that they will, they have the potential and will shift um, my growth. And so I was really unclear if, if I was going in the right direction and I ended up having, so I had to pitch, I have to pitch these two costume looks for this piece. And I ended up having a dream about both looks. Um, I did not realize that for one of the looks that I, um, or I should say, yeah, one of the looks, one of the tones um, that I am sort of evoking. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that um, I've had some experiences with Oya. Oh, yeah, um, and honestly, I'm, I don't do Orisha work, so let me be very clear about that. I'm not like I don't have an altar for Oya, Ogun, Ayimaya, Olokun. I don't have, um, I don't have altars for them. I only have a space dedicated in my home for my family that have, that has passed, the people that I know. Um, and so, but that doesn't stop these deities from visiting me. Um, and I accept that when they want to speak to me, they speak to me. Otherwise 
I only talk to my ancestors, um, people that I know. I don't talk to um, Odisha's. I engage with the choreographies of them, but I'm not engaged ceremonially because I don't have a person to guide me through that. Um, when I am around people who I trust to guide me through, I go all in. Um, but those are normally in movement spaces, and that is a privilege to be able to engage with Orishas in movement spaces, um, black movement spaces, let me name that. You can find a lot of things in a lot of places, but unless black people are there, it's not safe. It's just not safe. Um, as it pertains to spiritual movement practices, let me be also very clear about that. Um, so yeah, I, I had a dream, uh, and, uh, if I, if I can be specific, um, I had a dream where I, this person who was supposed to be me came to me as Oya, was supposed to be me, um, they had this hat on, and the, y'all know how you have, like, the fringes on the hat, um, that cover or veil the face, um, and they're normally, um, associated with, like, Africanist aesthetics, African-American looks, spiritualist aesthetics, um, Odisha-like aesthetics, um, or um, just like deities, those sorts of things, lowercase g, gods, all these things. Excuse me, y'all, that was gross. Um, (laughs) um, But I had a dream that she had this hat on, and her fringes, rather than them being like small pieces of fabric, they were like braids, like hair that was braided. And she was trying to really like move and evoke. And if you know the dances of Oya, it is very commanding. Like it is like butter, like water, but it's smooth, but it's commanding. It is electrifying. It is all of these things. And it requires freedom of the body um, it, that just for me personally, for me personally, having your hair down in the dances of Oya will <laughs> leave you with a black eye if you got locks, if you got braided locks. And so she was doing these dances and she kept getting hit in her eye with the hair that was braided. And I remember kind of writing it off. I was like, I literally was looking at her like, and I was like, homegirl, I don't know why you popped up out there like, with all this hair anyways on on as the fringes for your hat what sense does that make why would you do that and so then um this this sort of happened in the vestibule of my old church and so after i saw her i then looked to the left and there was the second costume look that i had proposed and this woman was like face down towards the floor shoulders very close to the ground head bowed almost in a reverence and she had no hair i didn't realize it was me i thought it was this woman named nabatoa who used to dance with dane contemporary dance company oh my god i love that woman i was like this woman is just everything she's just everything and I didn't realize that it was supposed to be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, shit was really crazy. And so seeing that look for that piece also happened right outside of the vestibule of my um, 
or right inside the vestibule of my church home. Um, and it's funny because I came outside of the sanctuary into these looks. Um, there was a bunch of people in the hallway and I was looking when I first saw saw yeah, I was like, there's nobody seeing this woman. I mean, like dancing. I mean, she was doing everything but hollering. And I'm like, I don't understand why nobody's seeing this. And even even the second look that I saw, um, it wasn't a woman in person. It was a poster. It was a poster. Um, and she was supposed to represent me. She didn't have any hair, y'all. And so I wrote that off. That was maybe like a week ago. And that happened in a sundown meditation. If you know me, um, you know that I do sundown meditations. Uh, and I, I, I had no intention of seeking out that information when I do sundown meditations oftentimes it's one of those like what is it that I need to know so I sleep with a notebook open next to me and a pen locked and loaded ready to go and so that came to me and I kind of wrote it down I just I didn't write down the hair part because I was like ain't no way I'm writing it down because I don't know why she would be out there like that and so that was that was one that was the very first like I say the domino and then it was something about y'all this last time of touching up my hair. I had honestly, I let my hair go too long um, because I just, y'all, I just did not have a time to touch my hair. Um, it Having locks is really nice because most days you're just waking up and going until you got to touch up the hair. And the shit, when you have hair as long as mine, it's not as fast. It's just not as fast. You would think that having like longer strands would make it easier, but honestly, it just really doesn't. Or maybe that's me being like really out of my mind, but <laughs> that was difficult. And so because I waited too long, y'all, I think I my hair hadn't been touched up for three months, three and a half months four is pushing it maybe it was four three and a half ish months and so when I went to touch my hair up there was almost an inch of hair maybe like half an inch of hair that um began to like look like a very fresh lock and for me what that looks like is it's frizzy and it's puffy and that next to a seasoned lock is not it aesthetically not for me and so I was like damn like now my like my crown like the crown of my head is like a little frizzy and like locks are just frizzy in general just a little bit but not not the way that it was I was like oh my god and then it was time to touch up my hair again but some for whatever reason like the hair was feeling really different on the top of my head like it just, it started to feel like a helmet. And that was the second domino. The moment I associated helmet with my hair, second domino. Um, so there's that. Then I'm sitting, this is the night before. The night before I'm due, I, like, was going to cut it. Or no, this is the night I decided. This was, the, the like, the third straw. So many people don't know this. Only a couple people do know this. Um, but I have been called to create a Oracle deck. 
Um, and so I've been working on this Oracle deck for since January, um, where I'm making digital collages, <clears throat> making digital collages, and it'll be a few other things, but the root, the root of it is an Oracle deck. I wanted to be able to be intimate with a deck of my own that I've created, um, and in doing so and being on this journey is not done. I'm not even halfway finished. <laughs> um, but in, you know, doing this journey and being on this journey is honestly quite healing. It's like I end up when I when I do fall into making cards, I end up making cards that I really need in the moment, like cards that I wish I had cards saying things that I wish I had in the like four or five decks that I have. Um and so I'm I'm making this card. I didn't realize what it was gonna be till it, it came out. So I finished it. Because it all in all when I'm making a when I'm making a card, when I go to start to make a card, I have an archival photo. Um put the archival photo on the base right on the background which they're normally black if not all of them are black and then I ask myself well what do you see well, what do you see well what do you see I zoom it out I zoom it in I sometimes even take a screenshot close everything and look at the screenshot like screenshot and the really small square it makes in on your max sometimes I do that so I can see the 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 image move it sounds ridiculous and like you're gonna be like wow so you're a really fucking artist no I really fucking am because I have to be able to see the image move in my head. It's in the same way that when I walk into a studio, if I'm making something or I want to engage in like some sort of score or I'm at a point where I have to pause and I really need to think, sometimes I will genuinely step back, look at the space and imagine my body moving through the space. I'll see myself moving through the space and then I will recreate that movement. And so for me, when I'm making a card, I have to put the base image on the black um, background and then ask myself what do I see how do I see the picture moving what do I see around because it's world building too it's a it's a new strategy of world building for me which is a strategy that I engage with in my creative and my performative processes um and so I'm doing this with this thing eh, with this card I have the base picture there and for whatever reason I started to work with um hourglasses so I have the base image I had just one hourglass I think there's I can't remember what else is on it um maybe there's some sort of galaxy or something on it um but I just have one hourglass and it's over the face of this ancestor and I'm like okay there and their head that's crazy I'm realizing this now their head is the only thing that's positioned inside of the hourglass but their shoulders are outside they fall outside the hourglass because you know the hourglass has a wide base it cinches in the middle and then it winds back up and it closes and so the way that I had it was um the hourglass was just it just was positioned normally right this the sand is falling down right so there was um clear space where this ancestor's head is resting inside of the hourglass and then I decided to duplicate the hourglass and flip it. So then you couldn't tell if the, and you can't tell if the sand is falling down or if it's falling up. I named the card Skin 30 because also a part of my practice with these cards is I'm using language that calls upon the Black American experience linguistically. Um, 
and my black experience also so i named it skin 30 you know you tell people like you know people ask you what time it is you don't have a watch you say skin 30 it's like the 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 concept of not having time or not you know not having the time at hand and so um i remember sitting there as soon as i finished it and i was like the first thing that came to mind was we don't know what the be what the beginning is what the end is what the end is um is the beginning you know my saying is that the beginning is the end the the end is the beginning you don't know what is what it's all this very circular energy you can't tell we can't control time the only thing that you can control in this very untangible circular energy is yourself and what you do with your time and the moment that I thought that as I finished this card I was like I have to cut off my hair it was it was literally that was the third domino I was like I have to cut off my hair um and so I literally I think I finished that card at maybe two in the morning and I was like okay you know I have to cut off my hair fine you know you you say it you kind of throw the thing it's like a grain of salt you know throw the salt over your shoulder fine and uh (laughs) I get really obsessive when I make decisions and so I you know laid down I was like you know I'll wake up in the morning and I'll research some things and it just didn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that excuse me y'all I ended up I ended up staying up researching clippers how how to do what do I need to do because like you can't just cut off the lock you have to because my hair was already grown out a little bit but you have to cut the lock and then you have to comb the hair because you need to comb out the parts so if you cut after you comb (laughs) because some people also kind of comb their locks a little bit I wasn't doing that so after you cut the lock you have to comb the hair out and then you have to cut in a very particular way like you it's not smart to just use your shortest guard and then cut down like you should go through each guard and making sure that you're just lowering the hair gradually as opposed to just cutting off the whole thing and I'm sure you could but like I didn't want the guard already already pulling on my hair more than what I needed to do in order to just simply cut the lock. And so I was like researching, 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 researching. I did not go to bed till six or seven. And then by that time, I was like, well, let me lay underneath my altar. Maybe it'll help me go to sleep. No, did not. I literally could not rest until I bought the clippers. I was like, well, let me just buy the clippers. Let me just buy because I used to cut my dad's hair when I was younger. So I know how to cut hair. I know which directions to go, um, how to work with the guards, oiling, cleaning, all of these things. I know all of that. So I was like, well, let me just buy the things just in case I really want to do it. I had therapy that day, too. So I was like, you know, I'll get to see how I feel after therapy and really make sure this decision I want to make bought all the things it came you know shout out to amazon shit came that day i then after i took a shower and began to clean a little bit because i was like well if i'm gonna do this i actually have to i have to do it in a clean space i have to do it in a clean bathroom so then clean my bathroom took a shower i should say (laughs) took took a shower seasoned my bathroom (laughs) i put the ajax i put the ajax in (laughs) i put the ajax in the shower season the shower then i put like the cleaner in the toilet and, and cleaner on the sink blah 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 
It wasn't until I did all of that that I then could take a nap. I ended up watching Netflix and watching like that Love and Robots or Love, Death and Robots thing. I watched the first episode. That shit is funny. I'm going to have to keep watching more of that. And then I took a nap, right? Okay, so y'all know the three dominoes. We got three dominoes that didn't fail, right? And so I am sleep resting for a little bit don't think I had my notebook out really but I'm just like underneath the throw cover because I had already fixed my bed and then my nephew came to me in my sleep um and I remember being mindful that he called me he called me and y'all my nephew's young he doesn't have a phone so when he wants to speak to me has to he has to go through a few steps just to speak to me and so he had called me in my dream. And I remember being mindful that he had just got his hair cut and um, he wanted to show me. I, I even though we I don't remember the conversation that we had, I knew that that was the reason why he called me. All right. So y'all wake up after that. I'm running on two hours of sleep, trying to get my shit together, you know, and um, needed to make some runs because I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to cut my hair, I need to make sure I get a mirror, a comb, a brush, all these things. I need to get different shampoo because also you can't just use a shampoo you used to use while you was locking your hair or while your hair was locked. Like I can't just use, I used to use um Dr. Bronner's, you know, the Jesus soap, the one that got all the words on it. I use that and then I just throw some castor oil in my scalp and I do a mixture of rose water or it used to be rose water and tea tree but now it's aloe vera juice and tea tree oil or um, vitamin e either or they do the same thing and you spray that on the locks you put the you put the um castor oil i got like this lavender black castor oil too put that in the scalp you gucci done that's it but i couldn't do this so i had to go get I can't continue to do that, I should say. So I went and got some shampoo that was my holy grail from before, you know, did all these things, got all the accessories that I would need, get home, and guess who calls me? My nephew. <laughs> my nephew calls me, and I was like, I knew you were going to call me today. Now, mind you, y'all, high key, low key, high key, I think my sister was a surrogate because... My nephew comes to me in my dreams like my son. It's the weirdest shit, y'all. Comes to me in my dreams like my son. Treats me like his mother. And actually in real life looks like me. If my sister's not around, you really think that he's my son. Now we have our hair cut off together. Like he, we just look very similar, y'all. It's... I think my sister was a surrogate because I don't think I'm having kids, y'all. And, that, and I just, I don't think at this point, the relationship that I have with my nephew, because even he dreams about me too. He dreams about me too, y'all. He dreams that I'm his protector. It is the weirdest dynamic. It's like at this point, I could not, unless something changes, because, you know, things are forever changing. I just cannot see myself having a kid that will take away focus from my nephew. I love my niece, too. That's my girl. But it's something about my nephew that I just cannot put my finger on. And the fact that he called me, I was like, oh, this is crazy. I said, you got your hair cut because he's looking at me all cute. 
And I was like, he does this thing where he likes to rotate. So I was like, oh, rotate. Let me see your scalp. Let me see your hair. You got your hair. Who cut your hair? Da, 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 da. And I was like, at this point, I'm like, nah, I really got to cut my hair. I love that little man. So then, y'all, you know, it, that was all she wrote. Told, I told my therapist just so she <laughs> just so she didn't think I was having a mental breakdown. Because, um, you know, that's that's what they think black women are going through when they cut their hair. All of a sudden, she must be depressed. Like, yeah, it's not that. Um, it's not that, but it, it was now f- four dominoes that fell. Um, so after all of that, I was just like, you know, it had to go. So I had two, I had a candle burning. I bought me some grape juice cause grape juice and like my old church, my old church is communion. It's the funniest shit, but it's communion. So I had communion. I had, um, a white candle, which I've now, I now am exclusively burning white candles which wasn't the case before I had everything lined up I pulled three cards honestly everything every time I went to like a spiritual state it told me it's cut your hair cut your hair cut your hair cut your hair and I thought it was I was like having I was crying before and I don't want to say I was panicking. I don't think it was a panic. I was just in a place of like mourning and elevation at the same time and too swift of an elevation quickly for me renders tears and mourning renders tears. So I was just crying a whole fucking lot before. But then when I and I just thought it was going to be so intense but when I first cut that first lock, I was like, mm, this gotta go. Like, and I love my locks. I'm not gonna talk shit about my locks. Them locks fucking see me through hell and high waters, okay? Um, but it was just like, it, it was time. It was just time. It was just time. Um, especially because now I'm in a place where I'm like working through like what like what does it really mean to close a door when things are good like what does it mean to be in a place in such a healthy place where you can call it quits when it's time how can you not overstay your welcome what does that look like for you um what does that look like for me something that I learned is that when I was living in New York, I know the moment in time that I should have just left, but I didn't. And I didn't listen to the fact that I should have just left and I could have avoided so many things. And so now I'm in a place where um, I am practicing what it means to believe what I see. I'm practicing what it means to really listen to my intuition. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Y'all, I mean, shit, I just got scanned from a damn mic. <laughs> Like, sometimes it doesn't work. But, like, honestly, being a spiritualist is a cheat code. So, if you have the cheat code, why are you not punching it in? Why are you not punching in? Why? Because you need another, you need somebody else to tell you, okay, you should do this. Or you need some other, like, external confirmation. No, like, any time I was entering into the spirit world that day, it was saying cut your hair so cut it girl so I cut it I cut it um and also like this year I'm working through what it means to just let go um catch and catch and release that's my theme from my reading at the top of the year um I will say though that the hardest part is it's not even the hardest part but 
It's really interesting. It's really interesting because the presence of drums, the presence of drums remind me of the ghost of my hair. Weird shit, I know. But it's like when a djembe is present, it's like I can feel the tendrils of my hair moving around me. So that's really interesting. And it's also quite beautiful because now my hair feels like an ancestor that needs to be honored. Um, So, yes, I still have my locks. And I'm thinking about making some like spiritual tools out of them because them them is some roots that need some working (laughs) okay there is some healing that that hair needs to go through um so that is really interesting what's also a really unique experience is there's a part of me that has a little bit of fear that my that my hair was my superpower There's a part of me that is in fear that my hair was my superpower and that for, and this is going to sound so dumb, but like I can't dance without it or like my skill is lowered without it, which I know that that isn't true, but that doesn't mean that the, the thought isn't there. So there's that. And I should say that my spirit like my now spirit, not my highest self, but the spirit that's growing, that my like soul that is in a place of like growth and growing in order to become my highest self. She is just now coming to terms with the fact that we don't have hair anymore. Um, and I know because of my dreams and how she is engaging with hair in her dreams now. Like she still has locks. She still has locks, but she has locks that can be pulled out not cut out not combed out just slide if you pull them they just slide off and so she's just now grappling with that um so that'll be that's interesting these are these are things that people don't talk about I don't think sorry I'm hitting the mic um I don't think people talk enough about the spiritual elements around like what does it mean like what shifts what does your spirit feel like after you know, we talk about emotions, but spiritually, like, emotionally, I feel great. I was like, a bitch is about to be fine as fuck. I was in that mirror like, mm, girl. Mm, girl, niggas don't know. Niggas being all-encompassing, male and women, okay. Niggas don't know what they about to get themselves into, what they about to be witnessing, okay. But then there's, like, the spiritual side of me that she's like, Okay, this is interesting because she's like, you're asking me to engage in a freedom practice and we're used to being bound in a very unique way. This is going to take some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> all this to say, all of this week, anxiety attacks anxiety attacks on top of anxiety attacks on top of stress on top of anxiety very very, I'm in a very 
it's like I'm stretching, 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 but it's like a quick stretch. It's a very swift stretch. It's not, it's not gradual. And so that is really difficult, but a bitch is bad. Okay. I finally feel like a bad bitch. Like I felt like I was bad before, but now I'm a bit bitch. Y'all. Okay. I can now say boy head ho shit. Like <laughs> that shit really excites me, but I don't know. You know, these are my thoughts. This is why I cut off my hair. I feel like it's not, it's not quite maybe what people expect in that. Sierra just was like tired like and it's very much so tailored to spiritual things if I hadn't had dreams I'd still have hair y'all I still have hair because it wasn't necessarily that I really like woke up and wanted to cut my hair because I was ready I won't say that I was necessarily ready it's just if if I call myself a spiritualist and I say this for other people too like if we call ourselves a spiritualist if we call ourselves people who are engaged with our ancestors and engaged in a practice that is far different than um old school christianity that we know sure maybe we welcome those practices into these things which is exactly what i do but why is it that we're not listening to the messages that we get or the visions that we get or the directions that we get or the blueprints that we get how um how could we be in a different space and state of mind if we just listened and so i'm really pushing myself to listen so your girl is bow head beach. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see where this goes. I'm going to update you all. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep reflecting on this and seeing what changes. I love my bow head and oh my god, y'all when I first stepped into the shower, it wasn't even the water hitting the back of my head. It was the water hitting the crown of my head better than sex. I mean, I was like, niggas have it good niggas are good is this what this shit been like i should have cut this shit a long fucking time ago nobody told me it felt this motherfucking good i kid you not cut off your hair throw your head up underneath that shower head okay the shit was going crazy so there was that also it's just nice to be able to like rub your scalp y'all whoa all of this is very euphoric, very euphoric physically and spiritually. So I'm really excited to continue to share this with y'all. I'm also really excited to just uh, get more solo episodes. And I actually really enjoyed recording solo episodes. Very therapeutic, which is why <laughs> Root Working Podcast. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you all lending me your ear. I have been talking my ass off. So I'm going to let y'all go. As, as folks say, as my family say, all right, you know when you hear, all right, or it's really, all right, all right, I'm let you go. You already know you about to get off the phone. <laughs> you already know. All right, y'all, I'm about to let y'all go. This is the first official switchover episode of the Root Working Podcast, which these will be called Root Working Episodes. I'm your host, Artifice black woman girl or fact let me reel it back i'm your host sierra l ward <laughs> artifice black woman grill y'all stay blessed now Thank <laughs> you.
lightning thunder sounds Are you gonna give up now? Oh no, mm, take your 